This is an echo from the past. A rerun, if you will. In this way, new listeners can catch up and old listeners can reminisce about the past. Everybody wins. This episode was released on the 3rd of October 2014 and uh, it features a talk between two psychedelic colleagues, namely myself and my friend Mark. Enjoy. You are listening to Natural Born Alchemist. Welcome to episode 9 of Natural Born Alchemist and my name is Alex and I'll be your host. In this episode uh, I'm going to talk to Mark, a good friend of mine from England. And Mark and I went down to Gabon in 2012 to do some iboga with the Bewiti. And um, we are also going to um, uh, to Peru. Uh, well very soon actually and uh, it will be my third time there doing ayahuasca and uh, we've also done a few magic truffle sessions together so we are kind of like uh, psychedelic colleagues uh, I could say so after we've had a bit of a chat um, I'll play uh, a song by Nameless Archive my own band, and it's called Circular. Okay, so I'm speaking with Mark, who is a technician from from the UK. Yeah, hi, Alex. And uh, you're in uh, you're in disbelief. Not disbelief as such. It's like in the past, I've searched for truths, if you like, truths that maybe not be obvious, and um, with some sort of success. You know, I I, I started to believe that. You had intuition, and the intuition was real, it, it, and it worked for me, uh, and it still does. It still it still has, but now, I, I've always looked at it as in a, in a sort of scientific way, but at the same time, understanding that what what is spiritual is just misunderstood. You, you know, I'm not saying that anything that a spiritualist person says is not true. But it might be could, it could be looked at in a different way, in a more scientific way. Science today is coming towards you know with quantum physics and stuff. You know we're getting to some weird and wonderful places that even the scientists don't understand. It doesn't make sense. And uh, I'm I'm a sort of bit of a sort of doldrum. You know it, it's it's like it, I I know it worked in the past, but to, now I've lost it, and I don't have the faith in my intuitions anymore. You know, and I'm looking to get that back because I know it exists and I've had it before. You, know? you mean uh, you you know what's going to happen to you? Or? It's it's not an everyday thing that I can go. All oh, right, you know, let, let's see what's happening today. But I I had feelings that I, I can't describe because if if I start to, it, it, if you start to try and put it into a perspective that you can understand in words, they feel that then feelings disappear. So you you never have enough time to 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 what's the, what's the word investigate is is that a proper word mm. that that feeling because mm. if you try to investigate mm. the feeling the feeling disappears it doesn't give you time to do that if you can sort of calm yourself not to be surprised by the feeling then it continues 
but but as soon as you focus, it's gone. Yeah. Do you, have you had that yourself? Yeah. So it's uh, it's this thing we talked about the other day where you just have to do it, not think about it. Trust it is mm. more the word. Mm. You know, trust your intuition. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but you, uh, when you, uh, when you say you don't have it anymore, is it because you've been uh, investigating it too much? Um, this this started with um, reading a book which I can't remember the name of now, um, at Gabon, where we went for um, to to try an iboga or iboga um, initiation ceremony. And the the book was uh, by a guy, and he was looking at all things paranormal, mm. uh, and and giving it scientific explanations, and basically saying it doesn't exist. You know, these can all be explained in a rational, scientific way. Like a yeah, book version of Penn and Teller's "It's Bullshit." Yeah, in a mm. sense. Mm. And reading that, I could see, you know, I could see their argument. It, you know, it was quite good. But I still knew my intuition. I mean, I, I've had some experiences that are really strange. Now, some people have said to me. Ah, yeah, but how many of your intuitions have been wrong? Do you only remember the ones that are right? Maybe I do. You know, I, I, I have to question that. You know, mm. do I? I don't know. Mm. And that's where I'm at at the moment. Mm. You know, uh, after then having doing the iboga ceremony, which which was was a a, a runner up to mm. ayahuasca, I thought that was brilliant. I was expecting more, uh, and. Be- because of my mind frame, I think I got. Why well, I feel I got less. It was a weird experience. I mean, I'm not going to say it wasn't. It, yeah. uh, there's some strange stories to come out of that. Yeah. <laughs> but it it didn't take me to that spiritual place and give me the answers I wanted. Mm. Uh, maybe, well, perhaps these things don't. The maybe the answers are never given to you that way. Mm. Yeah. No, you did. You you didn't even think you had a ceremony when you did it. No, that's right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I did when it was explained to me. I remember starting the ceremony and all that. But I, I also believed that I'd been out on the town, you know, and um, and I, I I'd snuck back in. Uh, and, and then you told me that, you know, I'd been in the temple for two days. Mm. You know, and it was a bit of a shocker. And then, of course, having said that, I actually remember them beginning the ceremony. Um, and it was a shock to me because... Everything seems so real. Mm. Just to explain, you you e- you eat as many spoons of iboga as you possibly can, yeah. And then you lie down, and then uh, they play music and dance around you, and then right. you uh, you lie down till basically twenty four hours, and then after that they move you to a bed where you have to stay till you're back to normal. Yeah, that's right. And you thought you were. Out on the town. Yeah. yeah. And you did, there was no ceremony. Uh, until we, it was explained. And then I remembered the beginning of the ceremony. I did, yeah. I, I'm totally unaware of all the, because, because you have to remember that I've, I saw your ceremony mm. uh, and I know what, what took place. It was, it was wonderful, you know, being mm. on the outside looking in, you know, it's some fantastic things. And um, to have all of what went on around you going on around me and me being totally unaware of it, that's a bit of a shock, mm. you know, to have people dancing with fire and drums playing and, you know, the the, the, uh, the harps and the gongos, mm. people singing and chanting, you know. And, and also, you, when you woke up the next day, 
you were we we thought your experience was over, but you continued to have it for a week. Yeah, mm. that's right. It, I was hallucinating. Well, oh, to, again, I didn't think I was. I, I was talking to people, uh, full conversations, and then something would happen. They would sit still and stare at me, and I was and make me feel uncomfortable. And I'd look away, but when I looked back, they'd gone. And I, and I already believed they were hiding. I, I thought, what is this game? You know, it wasn't until, the, it, you know, I actually did come down, you know, sort of five days later, that I realised these were hallucinations, but they were so real. You know, I, I met people, some gypsies, you know, uh, and they came to my bed and they, I had a mosquito net and they were standing on the outside of the mosquito net. Um, I, I had a conversation with them, must have been over an hour. We were talking about things and that. I shook their hands. I, you know, I got out under the net and shook their hands. And again, something strange happened. Looked away. They'd gone. And I turned round and there's a guy, you know, uh, who was with us doing the ceremony. Uh, he did your, the ceremony with you, Harry. He he shared the same room as me. And uh, Harry was there. And he was no sort of more or less real than these guys I've been talking to. I just thought he was another member of the, the people in the room, you know. But he looked, he was looking quite funny. And I just said, all right, Harry, and went back to my bed. It was only now, in hindsight, I realised Harry must have been seeing a very strange event of me talking to these two guys, shaking their hands and everything. Who Could, could you feel their hand when you shook yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. They, they were as real as anybody else you know, in everyday life. Well, they had an accent, and, the, and it was... What you'd expect from gypsies, I imagine, sort of some sort of Romany, uh, something from sort of like Eastern Bloc countries, you know. So they weren't. I knew they weren't from Africa. They were. They, they were white as well. Um, they they had had a camp there with their parents in the forest, in the jungle. Um, we talked for a while. Then I shook their hands. The same thing happened. It, everything became strange. I looked away, and when I looked back, they were gone. I thought they were hiding. Uh, then when I turned again, Harry was standing there, and I said, "All right, Harry." And he, <laughs> and with hindsight now, like Harry's face was quite <laughs> sort of <laughs> amazed, and obviously he's been watching me talking to Finnair. But you were you were t- talking to these invisible people for a week. But what did, were you talking about? Rubbish. Just any like just general chit chat, really. Mm. You know, it's n- nothing in particular. Nothing, nothing spiritual or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but the peculiar thing was that it went on for so long. And I, I actually got a taste for what it must be like for people who, who know, for their own, sort of maybe get some sort of uh, dilemma where they do see people. And, and we don't understand. We don't see it. Mm. But I've seen it now. I know it can be real. It, you can have physical people that aren't there talking to you you know whether that's my mind creating them or are they there and other people can't see am i seeing through a different dimension i don't know i don't because you met people of your family it must be your mind because they weren't there yeah true yeah my sister i saw my sister there and did you tell her when you came home yeah she was she was shocked because you know (laughs) she didn't there was no link it wasn't like she was thinking of me that day or anything like that um, but that, it was yeah, really strange. They were solid people, you know. I was actually just getting my cigarettes to go and have a cup of coffee, you know, with my sister, 
and I turned to get my cigarettes, turned back, she was gone. Now, I, I have to ask myself, what would have happened if I'd picked up my cigarettes with her still in my vision and gone and made a cup of coffee? Mm-hmm. Would she have been able to drink the coffee? What would have happened? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> would, would I have made an imaginary coffee? Yeah. I don't know. You know yeah. it's, it's all like the question. So you, you experienced full-on schizophrenia. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But they say that uh, shamans are schizophrenics. Yeah. Well, I couldn't say. I mean, it's possible. I mean, I've seen what, I, what I've experienced. But uh, because all your visions that you had for a whole week, just by having, what was it? You had 30 spoons or yeah, something like that? around about 30 spoons of you know, iboga, yeah. yeah. But, or iboga, but you had mundane experience, but it's not mundane because it didn't happen in reality. It was just people that you thought were there. And yeah. the, only th- the first thing you said when you woke up, you know, the first thing you said to me was that all bridges are burned. Could, it, that, could that be related to... The reason, because you read that anti-spiritual book, that yeah, definitely, yeah. it definitely was on along the same lines. It, it felt like I, w- I was on a path. I'd been having a modicum of success with that path, uh, and I wanted to s- see further down this path. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I burnt the bridge on the path. It was like I'm, a, you know, I wasn't going anywhere. It, it was. Yeah. What, what, what was the author's name of this book? Do you remember? No, I don't remember. The, the, this is the book I was, we were talking about earlier this, with do, uh, Dr. Thomas Chalco. Um, it's, diff, it's another book. Uh, oh. it, it's not the one. Not the one with the sign. It's you know explaining all the um, paranormal phenomena. You know. Uh. Anti-paranormal book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're. Well, you, you might be quite lucky with it. Uh, yeah, isn't it James Randy? No, mm, don't think so. I think I recognise him. No, I'd know Randy. Yeah. Voodoo science. Why people believe weird things. Pseudoscience, superstition. That, that, that was it. Yeah. yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. So his, the full name is "Why People Believe Weird Things: Pseudoscience, Superstition, and Other Confusions of Our Time." Michael Shermer. Yeah. Um, that was the book that I've read just previous yeah. to doing the ceremony. Yeah. I can see he's written another book also called "How We Believe: The Search for God in an Age of Science." Hmm. So it's. <laughs> Yeah, but it's an important point. I thought uh, that you, it after the you know you take the iboga, you have an experience. Uh, the next day you feel a bit fatigued, and then you're back to normal. But in your case, it was actually it was over a week. Oh yeah. So people should be aware that That's definitely. I mean, yeah, you cannot tell how how it's going to affect each individual. You yeah. know, uh, to be. I've I, I you know I, I've I've played with psychedelics all my life you know since I was quite young at school, and uh, I've never experienced something that can happen, keep affecting you over a period of five days, mm. you know. And not only did it affect you that long, you also did not sleep. No, I didn't, it was it was only after the sort of sleeping after the five days that it actually started to wear off. Mm. 
Mm. And then it was a slow wind down process. Mm -hmm. you know? But then you said it was like a year till you felt... You said to me on the phone one time that now I feel normal again. Like yeah. a year later. Yeah, it, it, it left this sort of hole. You know, whether, whether that is a good thing, I don't know. It was my path wrong. People people I've talked to about Iboga have all said different things that they got something from it in a different, you know, this way or that way. And I and I have to ask myself, you know, what did I get from it? But, you know, and I've been trying, as you know, you yourself wrote your uh, account of it for the forum. Hmm. And um, I read it. It was fantastic. I mean, I wish that I could write something like that. Hmm. But I can't. I, like, what we're talking about here is basically it. it has, I haven't deciphered any message from it, you know, or... It's, if anything, it's taking me backwards. Maybe it was uh, a clean slate. Maybe you'd become too entangled in, because you know there is there is alternative science, but there is also alternative crap science. Yeah. Maybe you got too entangled in the crap and just had to have a clean slate and start over. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some amazing things, you know, with ayahuasca. I still believe that there's some truth in my my second ayahuasca experience. It was, you know, the first ceremony was quite jovial. It was, you know, sort of circus, more circus-like and that. But the, the, the second one was amazing. And <laughs> even though uh, there was... I feel I was given a multitude of revela revelations. They, they they disappeared like a dream. But I still have that feeling, that feeling that, wow, this is obvious. You know, I'd love to know what was obvious. I've forgotten that. But <laughs> I knew I'd seen some stuff and it was so, so obvious. It would take me too long. You know, I don't like to sort of, Pigeon, pigeonhole myself into any, you know, I, I, I think that this search is a dynamic search and, and what I believe today could be completely changed tomorrow. And uh, so if I latch too much onto that one thing, it may be wrong, it may be hold, hold me back. But then I have to take into account the iboga and I think, do I go back to there and carry on? Do I go back to my ayahuasca ayahuasca experience and come forward from there or do I carry on from where I am after the iboga where I feel blank and empty hmm. you know so am I clutching at straws you know to go back to the ayahuasca experience but maybe you were doing the ayahuasca and it's like pouring water into a dirty cup you do the iboga the cup is clean and now in about a little over a month we are going to do the ayahuasca again in Peru, mm. and now you have a clean cup you can pour it no, in. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's like that. Could be, could be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see. I mean, you know, that's what's coming. Yeah, yeah. Now, for me, the 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 weirdest thing because I have a similar thing to your iboga, which is like on the ayahuasca you go, oh wow, amazing experience, amazing visions. Also, when you take psychedelic mushrooms or truffles. Like, mm. oh, amazing visions and things like this. But on the Iboga, uh, I was also... Nothing's happening. Uh, just this, all these people here watching me lie here. Uh, some are dancing, but nothing's happening. 
and I was laying like this feeling disappointed for for a long time when I realized my eyes were closed so again it was I thought like you did mm. that it was the reality and nothing was happening but in fact it was happening just so real you didn't realize it was happening you know yeah, yeah. so I had this also and um and I got, was very shocked when I opened my eyes and, and realized that it, 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 yeah. it, it was still there. Because I thought my <laughs> eyes were open. You know? Yeah, yeah. But they weren't. And yeah. it, it didn't. See, uh, but I, I, I don't know if I overdosed or something because my eyes didn't open for two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I experienced none of the ceremony. Mm. But whether subconsciously I experienced it and I was at what I was doing, I mean, we were still partying down the town. You know what I mean? We we went to a cinema, but the cinema, it was strange. People were popping out of seats and, you know, I mean, popping out of seats. They were like, the seat was empty and boom, people would pop out of them, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's weird, strange things happening, but it all seemed quite normal at the time. Mm. Because uh, I, I never, lo- even though uh, I thought it was real and that, I was still aware I was lay- where I was laying. Mm. And I never lost my sense of where I was, even yeah. if I saw strange things. But you were completely... Oh, lost gone yeah mm. yeah yeah and um uh, they also said that there was this other girl i think wasn't it menge or menge had trouble eight, for like, seven for seven months or something yeah seven it? months yeah or something yeah or no it was like this after a ceremony they walked on the beach or something yeah. wasn't it and they saw seven or eight turtles or something they saw a specific number know. of turtles yeah and it happened that that was how many months it was before she was well or something yeah i can't remember the exact account i, but can, there well, was something I can well believe that it could affect someone for a, a hell of a long time because as i say i've never experienced something that's lasted so long uh you you, you yourself seem Compass maintenance after two days. Mm. Hence, as you know, we booked a flight out. Yeah, we were even planning to go to a safari. Luckily, we didn't. Yeah, it was lucky we didn't. Uh, But so I ended up on a flight, flying out of Gabon, hallucinating, (laughs) (laughs) which was not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, you were talking to an empty seat. Yeah, yeah. And what? Who was in the seat? No, no, I was talking to the back of a chair. Yeah, it was the back of a seat. Oh, back of a seat, yeah, the one that, in front of you. Yeah, yeah. and I, I had a st- complete stranger sitting next to me. And when, by this time, I when when the conversations finished, this time I I, I knew I was hallucinating. It wasn't you know I I learnt from other people. People said there wasn't anyone there, and I and I realised I'm hallucinating. And when I get that realisation. Now I feel ridiculous because I've got this guy sitting next to me who's just seen me talking to someone that's not there, you know, and that must have been quite unnerving for him. And, but you had to finish the conversation. Or? Oh, this, this is another time with yeah. Jasmine, yeah. yeah. And she she nudged me and told me that I was doing because you know she was helping me like really. You know, so, look, you're talking to someone again, but I was in the conversation, and for some reason, even though I knew she was right, she was telling me I was hallucinating. I had to finish the conversation <laughs> to sort of to sign it off to say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Which was so strange because that, after I'd done that, it, it even seemed stranger. Because you know, have you seen the movie A Beautiful Mind? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it like that? You know, in a way, because he's talking. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I guess it was. 
But but then his his hallucinations are there all the time, and he he learnt to live with them, didn't he? Yeah. Whereas mine came, we conversed, and then something strange would happen, and then they'd disappear. Yeah. You know? But if they would never have disappeared, you know, or have would they? I, would How I, would you know? <laughs> <laughs> you are here, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, it's. I mean, yeah. You can only surmise. I mean, to live in a world where. You wouldn't know what's real. It's got to be frightening. So for that guy in Beautiful Mind, um, I can't remember his name now. No, Russell Crowe. Yeah, it was Russell, played by <laughs> Russell Crowe, Crow, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he had a strong character to be able to live with the hallucinations, you know, and sort of see them for what they were. Let's find out really quickly. Because he's a scientist. Um, yeah. John Nash. That's it, yeah. John, John Nash. Nash. Yeah. So, are you nervous about going to Peru in a month to do ayahuasca well, for the second time for you? Yeah, well, not the no. second time. It would be the 8th to 14th time because you're doing seven ceremonies. Yeah, well, I've actually done some ceremonies in the, oh, yeah, in oh, the UK. Oh, yeah, so, so, this is so, this will be my. I've, done, I've already done seven there. And four over in the UK, so, mm. you know. Uh, so this will be the beginning of eighteen. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when I finish. Um, I, I I think you know. T- t- talking to Jasmine, and she she said something that I think myself anyway. These this will probably be my last. Mm. You know, uh, it's not. A, I'm not not doing this for a recreational thing. It's mm. it's you know, which I feel if I do too much. That's what it will be. It's mm. you know recreation. Like you know, if I can't get answers from this many eighteen ceremonies, then I'll never get any answers, and that's the answers I want. So it'll probably be the last time I go. Any trepidations after the Arbo? I liked the ayahuasca before. It doesn't seem to be so brutal. Mm. Um, yeah, once you've done the iboga. You realise the ayahuasca is a breeze. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even if it's horrible sometimes, yeah, yeah. it's still not as horrible. No. Uh, and the thing is now, I don't want to go to the ayahuasca and think it's going to be a breeze because it might punish me for <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so... You can't say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to be a rough, rough ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what answers do you want? The, uh, the three... Theory of everything, or yeah, the th- yeah, my mm. my theory of everything. I mean, I'm working. That's what I'm working on. I mean, basically, mm. yeah, I'm I'm reading at the moment um, Tom Campbell's mm. Big Toe, which mm. is a big theory of everything, and he says in that that he's not trying to convince you mm. of what he believes. He's trying to give you the tools to create your own big theory of everything, and that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, everybody's theory of everything, I think, will be different. I think we each li- we each live in our own. Mm. Uh, so, but why do you need this? Because I, I think there are that there are to make rules. You need to know what you're making the rules for. You know, you need to know the game. Otherwise, you know, what, so if someone came to you and said, "Right, I want you to write some rules," and you say, well, "What's what's the game?" And you say, "Well, I haven't thought of the game yet. Just make some rules." <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You, know, you have to know what the game is. And what is that? What is the game? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was brought up as a Roman Catholic, and uh, people say that if you, it, 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 it's very influential on you when you're brought up as a child in a religion, 
because even if you don't think it's affected you, it has. It sits deep. And, and I suppose in a sense, even though I don't go to church anymore and I don't, I don't class myself as Roman Catholic or anything like that, they're still sort of my gang. <laughs> they're, they're what I brought up with. So if, if I had to argue one side or another, I may be biased towards the Catholic. Yeah, even though I, I think it's a crock of crap. Mm. But mm. that's mm. my my, my mm. opinion. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's hard because uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, the whole point is not to find an answer, but to learn... Uh, from your mistakes and it all depends on if you believe in if when you die it's finished or it continues if it's finished then of course you would like to find out all the answers get as much out of this life as possible mm. but if it continues it's it's just a part of a bigger life that yeah. we can't see well, let's, let's get, look at it a scientific way we know for a fact we exist after death. You can't destroy us. We're energy. Yeah, Energy can't be destroyed. It can only be converted to something, some other form, mm. kinetic to heat or vice versa. Or, yeah. you know, but you don't know if consciousness stays with it. Yeah, yeah, but that, yeah I suppose that's what I'm looking for. Does, does your consciousness survive? Uh, or, and, then, and then we say, I'm saying consciousness. What is consciousness? Then another thing is to think is this. We speak, we think... And we think that's really clever, yeah? But maybe it's not. But we are a part of everything that is, and we always will be. Mm. So does it matter what form I'm in or if my consciousness survives? I survive. Does it Does it matter? Mm. Yeah. We are one big ball of energy, everything that is. I, I, I started to think that, uh, like, our mutual friend keeps talking about the... Oh, how does he phrase it... Uh, Something with the paradox. Um, uh, ah, doesn't matter. But anyway, uh, I, it could be that our lives are and our journey is completely meaningless and at the same time utterly important. <laughs> you know, like um, on the small scale it's quite meaningless. Mm. But on the infinity scale it, it's, it's essential. It's, it's difficult. Yeah, I haven't got an opinion on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, looking back at my life, it didn't, you know, I did pretty well in school and I, I quite enjoyed if I got a good grade. But now, uh, having been out of school for uh, like 15, well, going on 20 years almost, mm. I realized that my grades in my school were utterly meaningless. You know, if I had had bad grades, it wouldn't have mattered. I would still be sitting right here. Yeah. It didn't now, do anything. But uh, it was also important uh, for where I am. And, you know, it's hard to explain. You know, like it was also meaningless and at the same time important. Yeah, but so, so we're sitting here opposite each other, pretty much thinking the same things, we're mm. exploring the same avenues. Uh, and yet I was the opposite mm. I saw nothing at school didn't care about grades left school with no qualifications and then came to a thought that oh maybe I did it all wrong but you're a technician and I'm oh. certainly not <laughs> yeah yeah and that's what happened. I've always been curious 
and my curiosity took me towards mechanics uh, and I like to see how things work you know I'm, I'm the person that opens up watches and breaks all the springs out and then can't put them back together and mm. you know um, and then my life was pretty mediocre I was living day to day you know with you know, hand to mouth you know sort of getting jobs that just paid enough to survive and thought oh maybe education was the key educate myself but never used it but the but by educating myself it gave me the confidence i don't I, i've never used my qualifications to get the jobs i've had i, I have now uh but it gave me that confidence knowing that i uh, you know I, I can do things and so it, is it the education or is it the personal confidence confidence yeah, yeah. Yeah, in certain areas, when it comes to finding a job and things, I'm pretty confident because mm. I know I can get good grades very easily. Yeah, <laughs> That's where you get your confidence from. Yeah. And I get my confidence from just having to happen to have done something that I thought I couldn't do, yeah. you know, which was go out to university and get myself a degree. And I thought, wow, you know, I can do that too. So I must be all right, <laughs> even though I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I still, you know, the big, I haven't read it, but this uh, big toe book mm. it gives it gives uh, the metaphors for life is computers like doesn't it like well the, the guy's a, phys- a physicist mm. tom campbell and um I, I suppose he's worked with uh program computer programming and that and he sees that sort of um analogy you know that's compa- like the comparison mm. uh, and if you think about it what 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 are our thoughts electronic impulses what are computers you know programs electronic impulses you know it's just shapes of, yeah, you know, but the forms it, it, it fits uh, it fits with my view of what i think reality is which is like just like a video game mm. where you're playing a video game and the character in the game uh, you know it, it dies you know you die and then you're um, uh, then you, you just load a new character you have an extra life and you play you try to play that level again yeah but if the character in the video game had a consciousness, it would think it died. Mm. You know, so yeah. it, when we die, we just realize, ah, oh, I was just playing this character, this game. That's exactly, mm. exactly mm. the experience I got from the Ayahuasca. Mm. I, went, I went out into space looking down on the world and realized it was a, a game. A game, one thing I, I couldn't tell was, was it a game to play and enjoy? Or was it a game to experience and learn from? You know, I couldn't, I couldn't really decide on that, but I knew it was a game. That's what I felt, and that I'd started to play this game, and needed to finish it. You know, because I, for a moment, I wanted to stay. It was, I was in bliss, floating above the world, and for a, for a moment, I thought I could stay here. This is it. I'm in bliss. I have. I don't have a worry or care. And uh, then, I, then I, then I thought to myself, how much bliss can you take? <laughs> yeah, it was a wonderful feeling, but I thought, but if it was forever, I thought, and I, you know, I wasn't there wasn't anything around me, there wasn't things to touch, smell, taste, and I, then I thought, perhaps that's what we create the world for. It's it's a place for us to experience. Yeah, matter is addictive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, um, in uh, what was the book? Uh, Robert Monroe's Far Journeys. He he goes out of body and experiences different levels of you know, it within the world. And he, ca- he comes out from one level and realises that the world is addictive. People visit this world and get stuck here. 
because it's addictive. From from all over the universe, they come, and and you know, it's sort of like whether it's just their spirits come come in, but they. And from from that, I got a theory. It was that you'd have to read Monroe. I'm not going to start explaining the whole book, you know. It was, but um, that basically, he came across a big writhing mass, and when he looked at it closely, he realised it was people bodies all writhing in and out of each other, and they were all fighting to get back in to the world. And how it seemed to me was that how they get back in is as a baby's conceived, so there's that spirit enters it. It's wait it's in a queue, it waits and it blomp it's in. And and it's blanked, it's sort of So a baby who's still born doesn't have a spirit in it. It had, it had, but unfortunately that spirit that's been queuing up in the arriving mass has been pretty <laughs> unlucky. He's now got to join the mass again, you know. <laughs> right at the back of the line. Well, or, yeah, oh, unless he can shit. fight his way in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so, yeah. But no, but I, on the ayahuasca I also had this vision of uh, uh, being, you know, because, you know, you, as a Westerner you think like, oh, it'd be horrible to be reincarnated as a starving AIDS infected Ethiopian lying on the de- in the desert with flies all over you. You know mm, that would yeah. that would be nice. You hope you you don't get there. Mm. But on in the ayahuasca, I I kind of morphed into this person, and I realized thinking about this like a, ex- this metaphor about playing a video game mm. that you know if I play a video game and there is a video game where I can play a starving Ethiopian, yeah, that could be fun to play. Uh, it's not fun for the character in the video game thinking it's real. No. But as soon as you die, when you're the starving Ethiopian, as soon as you die and you come back to the actual player, you're thinking, oh, that was pretty fun. Yeah, that was an experience. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> no, we, now we, I really we, appreciate we, we, we food. We can all relate to that. In, <laughs> yeah. in everybody must have had a bad experience you know, in some time in their life. You know? mm. And if you look back on that experience now, you survived it. Yeah, it's an experience. Mm. Would you live without that experience? Would you say, oh, I'd like that erased from my mind? Mm. No, you wouldn't, would you? It's an experience you've had. Mm. Would, you know, can you uh. think of, of doing that? Could you think of you know, having, having had an experience that you didn't like mm. and someone said to you, oh, well, we can rub that out. In fact, mm. talking about this, I wasn't even thinking about it. It's that, that film with um, Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, you know, eternal, uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, you mm. wouldn't want it. Who'd want that? It would be ludicrous. They're, mm. they're yours. They're your experience. It's what makes you you. I remember when I was fifteen or sixteen, I I was drunk and I broke a window and I got arrested. And I remember sitting in the police car, being driven home, <laughs> thinking like, the next couple of weeks is gonna be rough. You know, like yeah. getting arrested, oh, it's just oh, paid, go to court or whatever, all this stuff. But I remember thinking that by in 10 years or five years time, I'm going to look back thinking, yeah, I got arrested, <laughs> which is true. It was an experience. Yeah. yeah. So now I, I it's, it's on my, uh, on my, uh, what's it called? Uh, curriculum vitae. The, what's it called? The. Where you list all the jobs you've had. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like my, for life. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, at least I've been arrested once. Yeah, I've yeah. had that experience. Yeah, I've had because that experience. It's a, you've had it also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good experience to have. To have the feeling of being, your freedom taken away. Mm. <laughs> which is what it is. But, uh, do you, should you go looking for experiences? Uh, do you, should you just let them happen? 
or it, I, I look for them obviously yeah yeah I, I with the AOS go the iboga I've experimented when I was a child you know with well teenage child teenager with other drugs you know um I don't think it's done me any harm I don't know what I'd be today if I hadn't done it so I can't say if it's been yeah. detrimental or or a, a good experience. But I'm not looking for experiences recklessly, you know. I mean, I'm, mm. I, I'm not stupid, you know. Uh, you know, I'm not going to Afghanistan tomorrow. Mm. It would be an experience, but it's it's quite dangerous. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm, it's not. I don't know. But I mean, like, I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not. You you parachute, but I. You know, I'll wait a little. I just want to be a bit older first in case it doesn't open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine just before we, I came out uh, to, uh, yesterday, he, he's off to Israel, uh, Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, and that you know, not 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 the normal like Sharm. I, I thought I thought because he's quite a party goer. I thought oh he's going to Sharm El Sheikh, you know, and he said no Tel Tel Aviv, and uh, right in the midst of the news we've seen, yeah. you, know, you know, there could be turmoil out there, mm-hmm. you know. Is that reckless or is it good to go and see news and get the news with your own eyes rather than the you know watching the propaganda that we get shoved down our throat every day? Well, yeah. Usually I discovered when I go to so-called dangerous places is that they're not dangerous at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I mean, some people thought, I don't know if you had any, but when we were going, when we went to Gabon in Africa to mm. do uh, Iboga, that was pretty reckless. In some people's eyes, yeah. yeah. But, but again, it's because perhaps then people haven't tr- experienced that sort of thing. Mm. You know, uh, yeah. Some people don't even leave the town they're born in. Mm. You know, is that is that all right? I suppose they still live their life. They, you know, yeah. that would be very boring <laughs> is, for is, me. Anyway, this is a word. Uh, yeah, boring. I mean, is there, is there such a thing as bore boring? Mm. It, it, we live in our life. We're living our life right now. We're sitting here drinking tea, you know, just sort of conversing. But what, what's exciting and boring? Maybe maybe that's what I said. The, also, I said yesterday or something to you that if reincarnation is true, maybe when you reach the highest level, you become a whale because you have to be a Zen master to be able to master the nothingness of just gliding around the sea all day you know yeah. it, it would require a higher level of intelligence <laughs> on a, I couldn't take on a, it on a diet yeah. of a single creature yeah <laughs> of, like, of krill you know so they know, they know oh, what, what are you having for dinner today oh krill <laughs> because I, I if I was a whale I, I would you know it would be boring I think yeah. if, if I wasn't a sand master mm. I'll, I'll, I think I'd tip over boats or do but, something but even a whale <clears throat> doesn't live forever no but so they he, live pretty long, he gets yeah. out of the game. Don't they live like hundred years or? Yeah. What is a hundred years? It's nothing. Yeah, yeah. It, does time even exist? Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just so. You know, there's the, the, the weird things that they're seeing in quantum physics today. You know, where just by observing something, you change its complete. Yeah, that's existence. Uh, that's messed up. That's very difficult. That's that's. That doesn't sound like science, but it is hmm. now these days. Hmm. But like hundred years ago, that would be occultism hmm. or something esoteric. Yeah, it's a weird one that one. Or will we find an answer yeah. where you know 
they've come out with this answer today. Uh, oh yeah, we changed the, the course of an event of something just by measuring it. Yeah, uh, but the problem is, if if you me- if you look at it, it appears. But how do you know it wouldn't appear if you didn't look at it? Because you're not looking. Yeah, well, this is Schrodinger's cat, isn't it? Yeah. It's you know, is, is it dead or not? Hmm. You know, and it's it, it's both until you look, because hmm. it could be alive, but it could hmm. be dead. Hmm. You know. Hmm. So, like we said before, life could be meaningless, but it could be very important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so actually, <laughs> no, no. I, I remember now what what our mutual friend said. He said, "What you should do is hold hold the paradox." Yeah. Like, uh, it's it's some people have a problem, you know, having two completely opposite Conflicting ideas views. at the same time, mm. which I have all the time. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, um, so maybe it's good to hold the paradox because the universe is pretty paradoxical in a way. But it is. For, is it just for us? Is it? You know, the, to, to, in in um, Campbell's book, he's saying that like, we have to realise that we're not the be all and end all, which a lot of people think. You mm. know, obviously, what's more, what's the most important thing to us? It must be our lives because if we're not here, we don't experience anymore. The World Cup, the World or, or the World Cup, you know, for the for the for the guys who booze it up, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, he said, when that doesn't make us any less important than we are, but we've just got to realise that there are things that might be more important than us, or yeah. might be more intelligent than us. Uh, you know, but we put ourselves at the pinnacle, don't we? We, we, we I'm, I'm doing it, I suppose. In a sense that I'm, I'm looking for answers. What answers? And I'll, the answers I want is, why am I so great? You know, what, oh, why am I this human being? This great thing. You know what I mean? But maybe I'm just nothing. Maybe, mm. maybe I'm just this crappy little mm. bit of dirt on a rose leaf. I, I, I don't think it's, it's. I don't. I don't. I've stopped looking for answers. I'm more trying to find the perfect state of be to be, and this thing where. Uh, you find, you know, to find, if you find peace, you know, you enter some sort of peace, which is a very nice state to be in. And uh, that's the answer. Yeah, but it, when people say that, what do, how, what picture do you get in your mind? I'm, I'm, I get a picture of this, of I, that I sit in a chair and nothing matters. I'm at peace. Nothing, no, 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 no. Uh, my, my, my vision is more like, uh, you know... Working maybe so I'm almost sweating. It's nice weather, and I collect the wood and I make a fire. Night falls and uh, I, you know, come up with something nice on the guitar and fall asleep by the fire and relaxed and had a nice meal and you know at peace. You know, no, no, no jealousy, no yeah. greed, no. Stress. That, that's. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I see the picture, yeah. but then put add to that picture. Where did the meal come from? No, I, I was fishing in the morning. But there were no fish. You know, the, it's a bad day. Yeah, there's always berries. <laughs> <laughs> it's winter. There aren't any. The birds have had them all. Look, I'm yeah. living in the rainforest. There's <laughs> lots of food. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? What I'm trying to say is that. There are, there are always no, unforeseen no. things mm, that are going to mm. come along and trip you up, and every day you need to be prepared for the unexpected. No, no, no. but we're confusing two things. I'm talking about sp- uh, uh, emotionally at peace, 
not physically, you know. Yeah. I mean, you you can be at peace and be on death row, you know. I yeah. Mean, or or starving. I just mean like emotionally at peace. And I think if you are emotionally at peace, you can probably last longer without food than if you're stressed. Yeah, uh, possibly. Yeah, like that. Yeah. It might, uh, I wouldn't know medically, but and yeah. I, I don't know if there's any proof, but uh, I've heard these legends about these monks who never eat. I don't know if it's true, but I've read somewhere on the internet. Yeah, like uh, they I, live on air <laughs> for ten years. Yeah, or I have. <laughs> seen, I've, I've seen the same stories, and uh, I actually mentioned it to someone the other day, uh, and they just poo-pooed it. Yeah, mm. that's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, we need food, and I thought. <laughs> deep down I know it sounds rubbish to me too you can't live on air but they're saying they do I'd like to look and investigate that more well I, I have I have a theory that it's, it's, it's half the theory is biblical and the other half is scientific hmm. the scientific part is that when every time you eat you um, uh, you age because uh, especially if you eat like if you eat a lot of microwave food or if you smoke cigarettes or you eat bad food mm. it makes you age more than if you eat like better food or good yeah, food yeah uh, so every time you eat eat you age uh, and in the bible uh, there's been many theories about the garden of eden but it, and what was it an apple mm. was it a psychedelic drug what was it but maybe it was don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been, yeah. Live forever at peace. But Don't unfortunately, eat. in the realms of the sort of journeys we take, it's all metaphorical. Mm. <laughs> you, know, you have to sort of read between the lines. And mm. and you, and you by doing that, you can paint any picture you want. Mm. You know, uh, and I have done. My, as I say, my, my views are so dynamic that they, they change every day. So what I'm talking about today, tomorrow I could think something completely different. Mm. Uh uh, it's difficult, yeah. But hmm. but I I think, and uh, we will probably never. Well, I don't expect to find utter blissful peace in this life, but I'm gonna try to get as close as I can. Mm. And uh, I feel more at peace now than I did ten years ago. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but um, there's still a long way to go. Uh, and. Uh, I don't think I could have done it without ayahuasca. I'm, I'm pretty sure mm. it uh, made it go a bit faster. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I don't know who, if the, anybody said it or if it's a real quote. But there's something like I've heard people say that uh, I, one ayahuasca dose is like ten years of psychotherapy or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, like <laughs> it is. A, it's absolutely amazing. It save your time. Saves the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love listening to people talk about it who have never even you know, considered hmm. participating in anything, any psychedelic drug or anything like that. Um, and they've heard stories, you know, which you know, the, the media put out about the uh, demon drugs and everything like that. Ayahuasca is not recreational. It's uh, it is amazing, <laughs> it's, hmm. you know, and and when you hear people like in the way they do the ceremonies, you know, just for people who obviously don't know about it, that, that you you have the next day you have a sharing, so everybody sits in a circle and shares their experience, and you hear some amazing. I've had I've been in tears listening to other people's experience, hmm. you know. It's, yeah. yeah, they 
even if you can't fully see what they saw you because you've had your own experience you can understand the the weight of when they mm. explain what they saw yeah but um, but do you think we'd ever get it on a national health <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it well, it was terence vikana uh, i think who said that it's, it's very interesting that you know because the amazon has used ayahuasca for thousands of years they don't know for sure but could well be for tens of thousands of years but for for thousands of years for sure but uh, and it's been unknown to the west and in the last hundred years is when when the west has really started to rape the amazon and destroy it Mm. and ayahuasca has now infiltrated the west and uh, um, you know like because the, the only the only the only people who can stop this is the West, yeah, the Western world. Who, yeah. It's the only one who can stop the rape yeah, of so the Amazon. Ma- Mother Ayahuasca putting out her hands yeah. put into the Western world. And I think it's a good theory. Mm. And I don't know if you've had it, but many trip accounts and many people I talk to, they usually have this thing where about uh, um, in different levels they get this message that. Save the forests, uh, take care of the rainforest, you know, mm. don't, you know, do, you know. What's that word? Is it is it for the earth? Is it, is it Gaia? Uh, yeah, Gaia. Yeah. But that's, I don't know where that comes from, but uh, they call it Pachamama. Yeah. You know, the, it's, it means Mother Earth. But yeah. yeah, it's Gaia. No, it's Greece, uh, Greek, I think. Oh, is it? Gaia. Yeah, this is it. You've got rid of it. It's a living entity. Yeah. And we're part of that living entity. But know? have you had this also? Like, yeah, nature is amazing. Oh, Don't absolutely, mess. yeah, it's balanced. Yeah. Well, it tries to balance. No, but in the in the in the ayahuasca, when you drink it, have you had this message? Not directly through the ayahuasca. Mm. No, no, I wouldn't have said so. Mm. It, but it's there. The message is in my head. Mm. You know, it's it definitely is. A living thing, mm. and we can, yeah, we can. You know, it can take so much, and you know, people say, "Oh, we destroy the world." No, we destroy ourselves. <laughs> the world will carry on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Mother Nature will see to that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Well, I'm not saying we couldn't destroy the world. We could with the technology we've got today. I'm sure we we could, you know, easily sort of send it off into the sun or something like that. But um, it, just through pollution and things like that, it will wipe us out before it wipes out the earth. Mm. Um, it, it's how 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 do, it's look it's putting yourself in the correct position, seeing what part do you play? You know what I mean? And and I I think you know from the way I think, um, we we see ourselves as too important. Do you know what I mean? We don't realise that there are things. Everything is important. You know, and and it has to be balanced. You know, mm. we take too much and don't give back enough. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think my, I think one good thing to do to find inner peace is to try to be kind uh, as much as you can and not be affected by negative vampires that suck your energy in society, you know, so Mm. try to just avoid them if you can, (laughs) but uh, be kind like uh, just the other day, uh, I was on just a small thing. I was on the bus and my phone died. So I couldn't contact, 
jasmine so I could get a ride home. Mm. So I just asked the guy, the woman sitting next to me, can I borrow your phone? And I and I saw that I, uh, I got my message across and that was mm. it. And in the old days, I, I said thank you and that was it in the old days. But on the on the uh, there was like ten minutes more of a bus ride, so I was sitting there thinking like. Uh, no, I should offer her a ride, you know. Yeah. You know, I should give something back, you know, mm. not thank you. I just do something extra yeah. out of the ordinary. Probably freak her out, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, I, I, I would look at that as she she's done something for me, which, you know, out of the goodness of her heart, and, mm. and I would be willing to do something for someone else. Mm. And that's the way it should be. Mm. We should be willing to help each other. So, so I figured that even if I offer her the ride and she turns it down, which she did, <laughs> yeah. uh, she still will have the feeling that she she got a reward. Yeah, but she. Uh, you that, know, don't you think? Well, you you get a reward from giving, don't you? People, yeah, no, people but, do. But often people don't appreciate so much back. I don't know. I, I just had a feeling I have to be kinder above the norm. Just separate myself from the the normal kindness and just try to yeah. be a bit more yeah. uh, I don't know uh, I did say my girlfriend's picking me up to make sure she wouldn't get freaked out you know maybe mm. you know uh, but uh, still she turned me down <laughs> she said no I'm fine but yeah. you know do those things small things that can be uh, you know you never know how it affects her day I don't know, yeah, don't I, th- know. I think just a thank you yeah yeah, I mean, that, that yeah. affects your day. They, they say, don't they, if you can get up and make four people smile every day, <laughs> you yeah. know, if we could all do that, the world would be a better place. Yeah. yeah but we don't, do we? We, we go, like, you know, get in our cars and big people because they're in our way. And, we, mm. and, and like, straight away, if I'm I'm going along, I'm going to work, I feel okay, but someone's bibbed me. You know, I think, yeah, all right, does he think, you know, he's got to bib. Now I've got some anger. Now I take that to work and I pass it on to the next person yeah. I see. Oh, yeah, all right. No, I had a bloody horrible driving and I just ruined someone else's day. <laughs> then yeah. I've ruined theirs. They go on. And that's yeah. what we do. That's what we tend to do. We tend to just put this poison into the world in the morning and spread it through the day. <clears throat> Whereas we could do it the other you way around. You should try to resist doing that. <clears throat> and I'm just saying if we don't think about our actions, mm-hmm. you know, and which a lot of people don't. Mm. So what if we did think about our actions and do it the other way? Mm. And make like today, I'm going out that door, and I'm before I reach work, I need to make four people smile. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then four people have smiled. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take that on and make some other people smile, yeah. and we'll have a big wave of happiness. Going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also thinking that uh, uh, what we do in this life can be meaningless. But like I said before, uh, what but in eternity, it could be very important. So, for instance, you know, if I became a serial killer and I murdered 50 people, uh, that's bad. And then when I die, if I realized that was not good to do that, it was worth it. Because then in the future, I won't mm. be that stupid. But you know, like, so even if you do something bad, in the end, it can be good. You know what I mean? Let me just take, because I... I, I... Uh, one, through one of my dynamic changes, went through a, a stage which I still sort of semi-believe is that we're here to experience. Yeah, it, that's a, that's our purpose. Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, in the way I'm thinking right now. So let, let's just say, how interesting would it be for you to do a podcast with someone who'd murdered fifty people? 
Uh, it would be very interesting. <laughs> there you go. But I wouldn't what be here experience. alone. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you could have I'd him tied up. Like, have some I had Hannibal Lecter with his mask on and yeah. you know, strapped to his chair. But we would find that interesting, wouldn't we? Yeah. You know, uh, horrible is it? I don't. I'm not condoning people go out and kill fifty people for an mm. experience, but mm. that's what it is. It's an experience. Mm. You know, throughout all the wars through the years, they've been experiences. You know, in China. In, during the days of the warlords, I was reading somewhere um, that the average age of, of, of a male child would be 14 mm. and then you know, they'd be off to war and probably killed. You know, they experienced that and it changed. You know, China's formed from that basis. They had to come together. They had to stop the, you know, having separate warlords and all that. And, they, and they're doing what they do today. People might look at that as not a very good result. Mm. I don't know. Or I, might, or I might think it's a fantastic result. Mm. I, li- I like to think in theories that I not necessarily believe in, but I like to see things from all different angles. And, and one one thing I always think about is what if, 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 if we are, if we know it all and things, uh, what if murder is okay? Like on the, on the big scale, you're not, you're not murdering people. Are you even moron? <laughs> you know, like that. Well, you know, after we die, you know, you realize, oh, it's it's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, of course, you can't. It's just a theory. I'm just saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but uh, can but, I go? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like all these ideas and morals and what's good and bad might be wrong mm. on the big scale because. Maybe after life you realize that you can murder as many people as you like because you just you're just turning off their video game. You're not doing yeah, anything. They come back. You're not harming anybody. In fact, you're just murdering yourself. Yeah. You know, like that. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, but of course, you don't want to take that risk. No, but, but you, know, that, that's you don't what, know. <laughs> that's <laughs> for it. Sure. And and this is the, this is going back to the beginning almost of why do, why are we searching because we don't know. Hmm. That, and if you you want to know, you want you need to to make a decision. You need to know the facts. Mm. Uh, and if you haven't got the facts, then you could everything, as you just said, we everything we're doing could be completely wrong. Mm. How, how would you like that? You know, you get out get out of the game and find out everything was just pointless and wrong. Mm. Yeah, but it wasn't supposed to be. And they say you didn't believe in. The Roman Catholic Church, you go to yeah. hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only Roman Catholics go to heaven, mate. <laughs> oh, shit, she was right. <laughs> Sorry, mum. <coughs> yeah. And uh, because we won't find out until we die, so maybe we should, maybe it's pointless to try to figure things out and just focus on enjoying the life. <laughs> this is another do- a sort of dilemma in my sort of pursuit because. Life is short. We know that. It's it's a, a, a flash in a pan, isn't it? It's mm. To the big picture of you know evolution and you know how old the universe is and, and perhaps other universes even. Um, and I, I but yeah, I'm still in this pursuit. Does it, 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 and it doesn't matter. So so there's this dilemma. I'll get on with your life and forget it. You know, mm. but I can't because then I, if I forget it. I think, right, what should I do now? Oh, all my life I've been searching for this thing. Mm. <laughs> I've got nothing else to do. Mm. That, and that's, that, that is it. I will carry on. Mm. I enjoy it. Mm. Well, yeah, if you enjoy it, then uh, it's not an issue. Um, I think the biggest issue is uh, is all the distractions around 
you know, because you have to pay your bills and all this, you know, and um, um, you, you can't dedicate all your time to your interests. You have to sell yourself to other things. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, uh, and you, as you know, when we are in the Amazon, uh, it's time slows down. Mm. You wake up, you eat. Now we are we're the, we're paying. You know, I mean, we're paying these people. You know, of course, for staying there. So I mm. mean, they make the food and then. But it, it, let's pretend we weren't paying them. We were living there. Mm. We wake up, we go fish, we go collect fruit or whatever we do. We might paint a little on the house we live in or or you know sweep the floor. And uh, then it's night time. Then you. Uh, Take ayahuasca and you have an amazing experience <laughs> and then you go to sleep and then the next day you wake up again. That would be a nice life. I mean, maybe not take the ayahuasca every, every night, but mm. I mean, like... Uh, well, I've, I've, seen, I've seen um, you know, documentaries where people uh, people have gone to visited like, tribes that have not ha- had much co- contact with, you know, mm. what do you call it, the first world, second mm. world, I don't know. Uh, and they, they've got a community. You know, the, when in the evening they they, 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 you know, the men hunt, the women cook, the they, 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 they sit around and everybody eats, and the children, and then someone tells stories, you know, or they might dance. That that sort of closeness is gone. We we just we're just cogs in a machine now, you mm. know, in, in the Western world. Yeah, we don't have, seem to have. I mean, where's your community? Where is it? You know. Uh, yeah, that, that's a question to everybody in the Western yeah. world. You know, where is your community? Mm. Online. O- online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We shut our doors. We don't. Most of us don't even talk to our neighbours. Mm. You know. Uh, but there's also a good side to this online <coughs> community because uh, if if I if this was a hundred years ago, I would probably not be as content as I am today because. I would feel more like an outcast. But now online, I can connect with all the other freaks, uh, which I would never have had contact uh, yeah, with. Yeah. So that's an advantage, I think. There's definitely, yeah, definitely advantages. Yeah. Things yeah. move a lot quicker, yeah. you know. But well, but I'm, what, I, what I was trying, you know, what I tried to say about living in the Amazon is that you. Uh, you well, I do anyway. I noticed that I I did not miss. I don't. I didn't miss my phone. I didn't miss my computer. I didn't miss TV. I didn't miss anything. Mm. You know, I was quite happy, and you know, I even forgot those things existed. You know, very relaxed and reading a book, lying in a hammock. You know, you know, if I if they told me, in fact, I actually did do some work voluntarily because I had nothing to do. I said, oh yeah, I'll help you build a table or yeah. whatever. You just or go fish or whatever it was, you know, that would be a very nice life. Mm. I think the life of the Stone Age man probably what is what I would like to strive for. But, uh, you know, with some of the modern benefits, you know, that, mm. we, you, know, you know, it's good to have a laptop so you can connect with the world. But when you turn it off, that's, you know, the world goes away and you can be at one with your fire. Yeah. You know, and yeah. the stars, you know. I think uh, <coughs> I think the stress is the biggest killer. Uh, especially, like I know in Japan they have uh, this thing called um, 
Karoshi, which is working yourself to, to death. So it's a common, it's a common uh, um, fatality in in Japan. Yeah, you work till you you work till you die. <laughs> I, I think they're coming out of that sort of uh, mind frame, though, aren't they? they, they I mean, you know, I mean, you know, if people. We're being, companies in this country, uh, well, in the UK, were being taken over by a Japanese company. It was, oh no, they're going to come in here. They're going to want so much mm. work from us, you know, because they've got this work ethic. And mm. I think as they've sort of uh, built up themselves, and you know, I think they've asked mm. for more. They're more Westernized now. They want things, and mm. they don't want so much work. And I think that sort of, mm. I don't think you'll see a Japanese person work themselves to death today. No, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I can imagine that happening yeah. in the past because it was but, all about. Um, honor, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. Not yeah. not putting any any sort of stress on your work colleagues. You know, yeah. if you don't do your job, then they said you know, you're you're putting stress mm. on your colleagues. So you know, it's dishonorable. Mm. You know. But maybe we are doing that. All of us, you know, we are because that's all we do. We work and then we die. Mm. You know. Yeah, we we have well, a little bit of time. To, to, yeah. to, to call around and get in, yeah. get in the way of other people when we're older. <laughs> but if you're living like a Stone Age man, your work is not work, it's life. Mm. You know, f- fishing, collecting wood, being with your family. Or yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, you know, like yeah. That, yeah. yeah that, I do, I get that. So there, there's no work, yeah. it's just life. But yeah. now we have life and work. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the guy? Oh, I read it the other day. It was, it, oh. And he, and he, he said... And this was a long time ago, so it was a pretty uh, sort of a radical thing to say. And it, it, he, he, he said, we, we bring up our children to think that they have to work. Mm. They have to go out there, find a place in the world, and then work for the rest of their lives. And he said, you don't. <laughs> it's a fallacy. You don't have to do that. You know what I mean? Um, and we've all, you know, because, because we've done it, we think, oh, you've got to do it, you've got to do it. And we all, it's a sort of self-edifying sort of type of thing. You know, everybody thinks, oh, well, I work, so he should work. Mm. <clears throat> um, and what you just said there, it, you live your life. Don't work through mm. your life. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, mm. I like that. Yeah. Live your life. Mm. Uh, and uh, but it's hard to do that in uh, the Western society. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, See, uh, so you just, have to escape. Like we we put all this emphasis on looking after the children. You know, the laws, so many laws for looking after the kids and making sure everything's fine for them. Uh, encouraging couples to get to get married, have more children. But what are we doing? We're overpopulating. Mm. You know what I mean? We, we've, we, less people are dying. Uh, you know, with med- medicine as it should be. You know, med- you know, it's good that medicine can cure more more ills and stuff like that. But what we end up with overpopulation. Mm. Uh, well, how much can the world take? Mm. You know, and it is growing. I saw a program the other day, and I got some scientists had done some research on this, and he said it will it will plateau out at eleven billion. There won't we won't get further than eleven billion, and then it'll all be okay. Mm-hmm. And it won't go. And he had reasons. You have to see the program. I can't remember what it was like. You know, and he said that f- from for now, the most most population increase will come from Africa, places like that. Um, obviously, India has already seen its overpopulation, mm. and, it, and it's doing this. You know, sort of. The, there's slogans you see written everywhere about one family, one child. <coughs> uh, same in China. Uh, in the West, we're all our population is already going down. You know. So, uh, so I can see it, how it's going to plateau. But how much damage can we do in the meantime? You know, sort mm. of well, as we're building up. 
more skyscrapers, more concrete, mm. more everyone crying out for more housing, mm. you know, everyone wanting more food. We're already throwing away a, a third of our food production. You know, we buy too much and then end up throwing a third of it away on average. Mm. You know, it's not a fit. That's totally inefficient. You know. Yeah. We steal the food from the poor and then we throw the throw third off away. away. <laughs> yeah. We've got countries who could mm. easily be self-sufficient, mm. who are growing crops for, for the Western world, for our luxuries. Yeah. You know, uh, it just doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. I think yeah. he says as he slurps his tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. But it, what 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 we discovered when when we were in Gabon, which is fun thing to think about, is that. Anyway, I I do at least. You know, these Bewiti, they live a simple life. You know, they have it pretty good. I mean, they're poor. You know, and they're not starving. You know, they weren't that poor, but mm. you know, they're they're poor. I mean, they don't have an iPad or anything like that. Um, but they have a quite relaxed life, you know, like on the beach, you know. Well, you know, you know we were sitting there, weren't we, when Noi brought in that great big fish. Yeah, and then fishing. <laughs> we had and, fish you know, for tea the next day. They like they make music. <coughs> they make music and you know have fun. Yeah. But they dream of my life. Yeah. They want what I, you know. They want to live in the West. They want to have all these things. They wish they could do this. They wish they could do that. And I told him, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't, <laughs> you don't the wrong understand. Way. Yeah. All this stuff is just stress and you have to work for it. You don't just, you know, it's, it's you know, Superficial. you don't just get an iPad. You you know, it costs something every month or, you know, like yeah. you have to have a, a house so you have electricity so you can charge it and if you, if you don't have a internet connection, you, you, it's useless and uh, if you don't have uh, any friends online, what do you need an iPad for? Who are you going to ch- share yeah. your uh, things yeah. with? And I mean, it's, the list goes on and on. So they wanted my life and I wanted their life. <laughs> it's a bit yeah, ironic. <laughs> it, there's also, you can turn that on its head and say that we want them to live their life like they used to. Yeah. I, was, I was out uh, going across the Sahara. Mm. It was in a, 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 an oasis village called Agadez. And there was a group there called Encounters Over Land, and they've got a, they bring people out touring right across you now to uh, Africa, and they've got big coaches, <clears throat> and there, there was these big, beautiful orange tents. It was all you know, sort of like quite luxurious. They weren't really roughing it like <laughs> to feel 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 Africa, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I overheard a woman <laughs> talking to another woman, and she was disgusted because a child walked past and had a Coca Cola T-shirt on. Mm. Oh my God! He's got a Coca-Cola T-shirt on. That's not. <laughs> she wanted to see him in the grass skirt or something, you know. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, uh, and then when I, myself, I, I was quite sort of shocked when I went up to the Himalayas, right in, into the, the, the mountains with these sort of quite poor farmers, and their children had mobile phones mm. and reception. <laughs> and I was shocked. I was yeah. like. Oh my God! Didn't expect that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They 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 know our technology. You know? Yeah. The world. People think there's uh, this ignorant third mm. world, but they actually know a lot. No, no, no yeah. it's not ignorant. No. Um, but that's also the danger because they have the desire. Yeah, yeah. You know, for it, but uh, and it's also fun there in Gabon because here in the West, a th- a thin person is attractive. And a fat person is not, but there it was opposite. Yeah, the fatter fat, you are, the wealthy, more, yeah, uh, healthy, healthy, and you know, you got food. You got food is yeah. weird. 
But even with uh, a bang, you know, yeah. who was doing her cooking and that, you know, and, and she she dressed quite sort of in a sort of national way, sort of African. But yeah. if you go online, you can see a bang in a short mini skirts holding the guitar. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> down a nightclub. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? People think that they, I don't know, they, they, they want to have a picture of the third world as it was many years ago, they don't realise it, it's coming forward the same as us. Yeah, yeah. And they want what we've got. Yeah. yeah. And, and they've uh, got every right to want that. If we want it, yeah. why, why can't they want it? Yeah. But, as you say, I, I think they're wrong. Hmm. You know, I, th- I think we should be wanting their life. Hmm. You know? We should teach them about our mistakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, they've got to learn their own. Maybe in the end, in a thousand years, it's going to be some obnoxious, greedy, indigenous people going to Europe to be initiated into ayahuasca. <laughs> like it's, it's all opposite. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> it could easily be, couldn't it? Yeah. People think that, they've, that they're always going to have this status quo. You know, like if, if you live in a Western... Like I, I live in the UK, and I know a lot of people in the UK think, oh, that'll never affect me. You know, I'm in the UK, I'm fine. Mm. You know what I mean? They don't realise... That, that can change overnight. Mm. You know, it doesn't take much... No, you know, and they could be, uh, you know, civil war or, you know, all sorts of starving, mm. and then and then once you're starving, <laughs> your personality will change quite considerably. It's it, you know, all it takes is is Vladimir Putin to turn off the gas line, and then you're all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, then you have a world war. Yeah, yeah, because that's what they're bickering about in the Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, I was I was reading the book, The Cloud Atlas. Um, didn't I didn't really understand it at first. Uh, it's a really strange book to read because it, it starts off years gone by, you know, sort of old sailing ships and stuff like that. The next chapter is further forward and until you reach the, the centre of the book when it's actually moving towards the future. Mm. And robots and, you know, and clones, people were cloned to work uh, and stuff like that. Then the book winds down back the other way. But what one, one thing that struck me that I didn't realise is when I was reading the book and you know when it got into the future and it was like in this environment, that environment was Asia. It wasn't Europe. Mm. It wasn't you know the West as we know it. It yeah. changed completely. And yeah. now the, the big powers were in India and places like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. which which could easily happen. And we, 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 it was we, before. You know, like thousands of years ago, it was China and India was yeah. the height of intelligence. Yeah, yeah. It, it moves. People live in their little window of now, mm. you know. And if you look at history, if you, you know, I move back quite a, a bit. You know, as we were talking today earlier about the map, mm. you know, the, the three minute map that, that sort of uh, mm. time lapses through the borders of the mm. world yeah. and how they've changed over time yeah. you know a guy I was talking to at work who was talking about Lithuania being one of the biggest countries in Europe mm. well, it certainly isn't now no. but it was yeah. you know it's you know everything's changing and that, that's right if anything that's what you can be sure of mm. things will change sometimes when I sing about you I sing about me as well Preaching to the self We're all fucked up In some way Sometimes when I sing about you 